turn to M3 and Karen B for this week's episode of Comply on the Fly. You'll get quick and timely answers to the most common compliance questions so you and your business can keep moving ahead. Please note this podcast and the contents herein do not constitute legal advice. Please seek the advice of counsel for any benefit compliance related implementation guidance or strategy. Hello everyone, I'm Karen B. And the Comply on the Fly question of the week is, What is a Section 125 plan? Well, we start with the basics. Section 125 refers to the section of the Internal Revenue Code, or IRC, that allows employers to provide employees with a choice between cash, which of course is taxable, and certain qualified benefits without adverse tax consequences or non-taxable benefits. A Section 125 plan saves money for both employers and employees. If an employer decides to benefit from Section 125, it must adopt a Section 125 plan with a written plan document. This document must address eligibility requirements, a description of the available benefits under the plan, election procedures, and any applicable maximum contributions. Also, a plan year must be designated. Most current employees would be eligible to participate and take advantage of the tax benefits under Section 125, except for partners in a partnership, sole proprietors, non-employee directors on the board of directors, and more than 2% shareholders in a subchapter S corporation. Elections of the benefits provided must be made in advance. For instance, prior to the start of the plan year, I must elect to have my medical premiums and FSA or flexible spending arrangement contributions taken out of my paycheck on a pre-tax basis. Other times in which elections are made or changed would be upon special enrollment or when an allowable mid-year qualifying event occurs. Elections are generally irrevocable for the entire Section 125 plan year. Meaning, if I commit or elect to have $100 per month paid for my medical plan premium on a pre-tax basis and put $50 a month into my FSA, it must remain that way for the entire year. I'm essentially locked in to those commitments. However, the IRS realized that was pretty harsh and included allowable mid-year election changes in the proposed regulations. If you are going to allow mid-year election changes, those must be adopted and documented in the Section 125 plan document. Some examples of allowable qualifying events, which again simply allow pre-tax dollar amount changes and really do not affect enrollment or disenrollment under the individual welfare benefit plans, include status changes such as marital dependent employment, cost changes, coverage changes, HIPAA special enrollment, and court orders. Section 125 also requires that the plan be non-discriminatory in nature, which basically means that the employer cannot favor highly compensated employees in terms of eligibility and benefits and contributions when applying the terms of the plan. Non-discrimination testing should be done every year especially if plans change their eligibility and contribution shares. These are just the basics of a Section 125 plan, an introductory podcast, if you will. We will be covering 
more complex issues such as mid-year election changes and non-discrimination requirements in future episodes. And that is your Comply on the Fly question of the week. Thanks for tuning in. What's on your mind? If you have a pressing compliance question, send it to askkarenb at m3ins.com. We'll do our best to cover it in an upcoming episode. You can now follow and subscribe to Comply on the Fly on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcasts. Make sure to tune in next week and encourage others to join us.